0: Well, Pastor, I'm going with it. We've hit another milestone. We're at number eighty. The big eight zero. Big eight zero. So that's
1: wild. Dude. That's a lot of me and you talking. <laughs> I am
0: thinking that is a lot of anything.
1: I want to know. I want to know if <laughs> someone out there has listened to all eighty episodes.
0: Ooh, I think my wife has, but your I'll, wife I'll, has. I think, but our uh, sound but engineer
1: has endured eighty episodes. Poor guy. He's a better man for it too. <laughs>
0: he is if you've listened
1: to 80 episodes let us know send us a message on facebook or email us tommy at northwoodbavis.com just let us know i'm curious if anybody has actually listened to all 80 episodes that, that would be awesome my wife has listened to four
0: <laughs> i have people that do listen but no, I, don't, she, she I know that, she uh, listens another, faithfully uh, i know another lady that is working on it because she came into it a little late so yeah. she's working on yeah. getting all of them done but uh so she's, uh, I think she's about halfway there, about forty or fifty or something like
1: that's that. that's a lot of listening to us.
0: Yeah, it is, but they enjoy it. What can I we hope say? so. Well, they
1: enjoy it. Gluttons for punishment.
0: Uh, so anyway, get the word out: uh, Facebook, Twitter, text, however you get your your uh, your uh, information out and invite people to come join us, Connecting Faith to Life podcast. Well, today we're going to be talking about joy and habits, and I don't know that I've ever put mm. those two concepts together. You know, we we think of habits. I do anyway. I think of Bad habits. Right. You know, uh, there's not much joy in bad habits. Yeah. And we think, how do I deal with the bad habits? Mm -hmm. How do I quit chewing my fingernails? Mm -hmm. How do I quit? You see your fingernails? I do. Do you really want to look at that? Okay. I, I, football, now that football season's over, I'll be off. I'll I'll get them back. But, uh, But anyway, um, you know, habits can be good, though, if we'll start developing those in our lives as well. And I think that's important. And there's nothing like it in all the world to to establish joy habits, I think. And this is going to be a powerful thing to look at. We allow the fruit of the Spirit. And just use this in ways like never before. And I can't help but think that there's a lot of people that would like to be around joyful people. That's right.
1: That's right. And so you think about it, Trey, we're in a sermon series on the same mornings talking about the fruit of the spirit because we've said here at Northwood here in twenty twenty one that we know that we all need to grow in the Amen. character of Christ. People need to see people, followers of Jesus, living differently in this world. And so we need Amen. the fruit of the spirit growing in us and and you know, it's just it's something we need to focus on here this year. So but there are some habits you and I can build that will help us to grow in joy. Amen. Hey Trey, let me, before we get there, yeah. how's your heart rate this morning?
0: Ooh, it was, uh, it was, it was pumping a minute ago. We it we was, had
1: a rough morning here, didn't yeah, we?
0: Yeah, we, it was. Uh, I actually was in the absolute middle of it and didn't even know it until I got in the middle. Yeah, of it. Yeah, so, so and if
1: you, before we came over to the podcast room, I was in my office, walked over through the breezeway, no big deal. But you walked out the door out into the parking lot, and when you did, you almost got shot.
0: Yeah, there were guns pulled and everything. So what I happened? Was, uh what I saw was a guy jump in our sound engineer truck in the mm-hmm. back and he was looking at me the whole way and I hear the cops go through the parking lot and uh, I said oh boy I'm in the middle of this thing cops are jumping out they're pulling their guns i'm I'm getting in the lobby I'm laying flat on the ground watching this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> They're they're you t- went, you hit
1: the deck yeah and you you and went, you ran into the lobby of the worship center and you just hit the floor
0: brother I ain't taking any chances <laughs> <laughs> I don't want something stupid to they happen they weren't after me. you no I know but I would just who knows what stray <laughs> bullets going to happen you know. And the door was locked behind me. I said, thank the Lord for that. I The don't glass lo- doors don't...
1: were locked behind you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of safety right there in the lobby. The <laughs> well, I
0: floor. could go in my closet, too, with those big old heavy wooden you doors. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyway, so uh, it got my adrenaline going, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, we, so.
1: we had a little incident in the parking lot. Apparently, somebody had stolen a car, and they were escaping by foot, and mm. they ended up our parking lot. And we really – I walked out there, and we all did a few minutes ago, and there, there were about 20 cop cars out yeah, there. Yeah, they, they were. They brought the whole North Charleston police
0: force to get this guy.
1: <laughs> he, he didn't have a chance. No,
0: he had no chance. And there was a
1: canine unit out there. There must have been 45 dogs in the back. I don't know how he got 45 <laughs> dogs in his car, but I heard them all I barking. I heard them
0: all barking, Oh, my yeah.
1: goodness. I mean, he let those dogs out. That boy didn't have a chance, man. I, I
0: bring so that. Up we're, so we're we are safe in the. We're, we're
1: safe now. We're fine now. Well, yeah, I bring yeah. that up because here we are. We're talking about joy this morning. That was a that was not really a joy mo, joyful moment, was it? It was
0: not. I was not thinking about joy yeah, yeah. at that moment.
1: And it reminded me in the moment we we I saw an article on um, maybe it was Post and Courier last week about how South Carolina, the state we live in, is one of the worst states in the United
0: States to live in. Really? Did you know that? No, I would never out say of 50 that. Fifty states out of fifty
1: states in our great United States of America. South Carolina South Carolina ranks number 42.
0: And yet Charleston is the is number one destination for wild? everyone from around the world.
1: Worse than South Carolina is Louisiana.
0: Oh. So I picked
1: over the last 20 years of my life two to live in the two live. worst states in the United States of America. I know nothing but the worst. Oh, oh boy. You know what the, the best state to live in is?
0: I'm going to say somewhere out west. Let's go Montana.
1: You would think. Big Sky, mountains, buffalo, bison. No. I don't know. No. I, I, this, I had no idea. And I, I need to read the article and see why. Washington State.
0: Wow. Who okay. wants to
1: live in Washington State? Uh, if you live there, God bless you. I it's know cold it's and it's rainy. Of, it's cold. They don't yes. have sunshine there.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, it must be a way they have it I figured have no out. But, but here, I'm telling I you I that, tell you this.
1: Here we are. I, I do too. And we, we're, we live in one of the worst states in the country. But, you know, life is pretty good.
0: Amen. It is.
1: And that's the thing about joy, Trey, is that you can be in the worst place in the world. Mm-hmm. South Carolina or somewhere else. But wherever you are, if you know Jesus, life is good. Amen. If you know Jesus, you can be full of joy. And and so we're talking about these habits this morning that are going to help us to build joy so that when those difficult circumstances come or you find yourself living in one of the worst places imaginable, you can still have joy. Because if you remember back from Sunday, Trey, we talked about joy and we said that joy, it is a constant inward gladness, constant. Wow. It it doesn't change. It's produced by the spirit because we're talking about fruit of the spirit. It's his fruit. He's producing it in us. And as he produces that fruit of joy within us, he's constantly reminding us that life is okay because we know that Jesus is for us. And we know that what he does is for our good and his
0: glory. So we can always have joy.
1: And so, so we want to talk about these habits that will help us to
0: build joy. Okay. We're going to talk about eight habits. So let's get ready to go fast. Eight habits. Number one, Spend time with God. That makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. It really does. Yeah.
1: And so I just want to remind you, if you heard the sermon Sunday, this is what we said. If you didn't hear it, you might want to go back and listen or just listen to what God say right now. So we talked about Sunday and we all just need to calm down.
0: Mm. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. The lady that was new to our church was sitting right next to Kelly and she says, that's me. (laughs) <laughs> she said, why does he know what I'm doing?
1: <laughs> well, well, that's because that's all of us right now. We're yeah, in this tense environment, this tense moment in our nation's history. And all of us just need to breathe deeply mm-hmm. and know it's going to be okay. Because because a lot of times what, what inhibits our joy is just the anxiety and the stress of the unknown. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Well, we know what's going to happen god's victorious he's going to care for us and provide for us so we all need to calm down and we need to slow down and this is what we mean when we talk about spending time with god a lot of us we, we we don't make the time to spend with god because life is just moving so fast for us mm. we're in so many different directions taking our kids here going there doing this and that and and the christian faith you really grow in christ when you slow down and spend time with the lord and so part of growing in joy is building those habits like spending time with god that that creates in your heart room for god to work and produce that Mm -hmm. quality of joy within you but you got to calm down and you got to slow down
0: well i think just getting a different perspective and i think spending that time with the lord praying and reading the word of god does help get you a different perspective on life right and uh here you are huge. you've slowed
1: down a good bit this year because you are taking 90 days to read through the whole bible that's an investment of time yes that, it you is you have to slow down and make the time to do that how has that affected you thus far
0: uh i know
1: if you've read through the
0: Pentateuch, i just finished the Pentateuch, done. but now i'm getting into a lot of the stories finished judges uh judges uh i guess today um so it's it's interesting uh when you read big swaths of it like yeah, that, yeah. it kind of gets you a different perspective yeah. on scripture that I've never seen before. So it's been, I mean, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've enjoyed but it. But that's very intentional, much, so. though. I'm saying yeah. that's
1: intentional. You've had to slow down. Yeah. And make that priority because you think about reading the entire Bible in 90 days, and and we're not saying everybody needs to do that, but that's just a decision (laughs) you've
0: made this year. The
1: entire Bible in 90 days, that takes about, what, 45 minutes to an hour every day, that kind of commitment?
0: Oh, yeah, easily, yeah.
1: But you think about just the, the, the spiritual dividends that you are going to reap because of that. I believe you are seeing, you know, a different perspective in in the word that you maybe you're you're God's. I mean, you can't help it when you're Mm. in the word that much. You can't help but experience the power of God at work in you as he's teaching you. And and as a spirit is reminding you of of his greatness, you can't help but be changed by that. So there's going to be some some big, I think, spiritual um, growth for you because you have made the intentional decision to slow down.
0: Amen. You know, we have uh, men. and it, and it seems to be a man thing. Yeah. Men are so driven by their jobs and by success and all those things and I've recently been talking to several men and they have gotten too caught up in their work. And so they spend all their time instead of with with Christ, slowing down, listening to him and their lives have gone south. It's just been in a bad way. Yeah, it's so, big.
1: You got to slow down. Yeah. You got to slow down.
0: All right. Well, number 2. Do the hard stuff.
1: So spend time with God. Do the hard stuff, which is a challenge because none of us really like hard no, stuff. No,
0: we veer away from
1: it. We like easy. Mm. So, so you know what's hard, Trey? Following Jesus. Mm. I mean, it really is because we we talked about this as well over the past couple Sundays. We have this this sinful nature that's still within us. Yeah, and and, and choosing to honor the Lord isn't always easy. It's no. not always easy to stand for Jesus in a in a world that does not stand for Jesus. It's not always easy to walk by faith when everybody else is not walking by faith. It's not easy to to walk with Jesus sometimes. It can be downright challenging because of of the world that we live in and our sinful nature. But God always rewards people who live by faith, who make the decision mm-hmm. to do the hard stuff. And so so I want to challenge you. You want to find joy? Do the hard stuff. Amen. Do those things that you know God has called you to do, even if it seems challenging for you. Because here's what I know the most growth you're going to experience is in the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. It's making those decisions every day. This isn't going to be easy. It's going to require discipline. It's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to do the hard stuff because I know God honors that. And I know for me, man, some of the most joyful experiences in my life have been those, have been a result of taking those huge steps Mm -hmm. of faith and seeing what God does.
0: And yeah, and that was where the growth came in. That's where the commitment to Christ came in. That's where relationship with Christ came in all in doing the things that you know, the road less taken. Yeah. You know, I was 24 years old. I was
1: 24 years old when I moved to Louisiana. When I moved to Louisiana at 24 years old to Mm -hmm. a pastor, a church in Franklin, Louisiana, I went by myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't married. Wow. I knew nobody in Louisiana, nobody, except for the pastor search team mm-hmm. <clears throat> that had interviewed me for the job. That's, those were the only people that I knew. I was going to go to seminary in New Orleans, but I didn't know anybody there. I knew nobody. I went to New Orleans with no friends, no family, no nothing. I lived in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. My closest Gracious. neighbor was like a mile and a half away. I lived in a little parsonage right beside the church. There was a cemetery in my backyard. That's spooky, <laughs> man. I didn't like that. But anyway. rate. <laughs> It was hard as a 24-year-old young man who, who, was, who was wanting to just engage life and live life to its fullest, to, to move by myself to the middle of nowhere. It was hard. Mm-hmm. But, man, I saw over and over how God rewarded that you know, step of faith and honored that. And, and while it was hard, those moments in Louisiana, especially in Franklinton when I was starting in ministry, those were some of the most joyful moments of my life because I saw what God was doing in me and how he was growing me and preparing me for the future that he had for me. Man, I'm, I, and I know there are people who are listening who've taken much harder steps of faith than that. I, I understand that. But I'm just telling you, man, making that decision to do what was hard, it paid off huge Amen. as far as joy dividends. Because I knew even though it was hard, I was in the center of God's will doing Amen. what he called me to do. Do well, the hard stuff.
0: You know, well, Kelly and I got married. I graduated from college. And we were on the mission field yeah. within a month. And uh, those those two years though were huge influence on growing us to making us what we want to who we are today. And uh, there was a moment in time, and yeah. I, I don't want to get into the details of it. But there was a moment in time where we had to say, "Okay, this is miserable living, but
1: yeah, yeah,
0: we're going to choose joy in the midst of this terrible yeah. time." Yeah, and we did. And I'm telling you, brother that was 3 months into it and everything changed mm. everything mm. changed people began to get saved we began to reach people for Christ we began to disciple people i got involved in the church i mean it was just a different thing because we began to choose joy yeah. in the midst of that yeah yeah all right well Spend number one th- time with god do yeah. the hard stuff and Go number ahead, 3 Drake. intentionally i love this one intentionally bless someone
1: intentionally bless someone there's a reason why Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive mm. because it's true. Amen. That's and we, exactly we all right. experience that. Whenever we begin to intentionally bless people, we experience it's, it's almost like it's automatic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you bless someone, Trey, it's automatic that you immediately begin to experience joy because you know you're imitating the character of Christ when you give. Amen. Whether it's, you know, helping somebody financially, whether it's, you know, just speaking a word of encouragement to somebody. When you are being an intentional blessing, uh, you are, you are you are imitating the character of christ
0: i was listening on christian radio today and they were talking about somebody getting a car my first thought was boy that would be cool to be able to do that yeah most people want to know how do i get that car you know and and typically i would have done that but in that moment you know i said how could i bless someone like that which is you know that needs to be our attitude
1: yeah so we had two experiences uh when when Stacy and I got married. You know, we were, I was pastoring a small church. I wasn't making a lot of cash, and um, neither was she. And somebody blessed us with a car. Wow. Somebody gave Stacy a car. Wow. It was like a, at that time, it was a two- or three-year-old car. It was yeah. low mileage and, and just gave it to us. That was a pretty cool experience to get a free car. Like, it cost <laughs> us not a free. I mean, it was, it was hers, and that was a great little car. And so what she had was she had um, uh, an Acura Legend, uh, she had an Acura Legend that had like 300,000 miles on it It was a 1990 something or it, it was it was it was an old car that she had and so so we had this car that somebody gave us a newer car and then we also had the car that she was driving. And so we took that old car and we did for someone else what was done for us. We hey, turned around. It was go. an old car. It had 300,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. But we turned around and we gave it to a family who needed a vehicle. Um, and man it was great to receive a car. It was great to get that that newer car mm-hmm. that had low miles on it. But I'm telling you, man, it was a joyful experience Amen. for us to turn around and give a piece of Amen. junk to somebody else. And oh, it wasn't a piece of junk to them, exactly. they, you know what I'm saying? When and they, you need something, oh, absolutely! I'll you know, never forget that, that experience. We were, we were we were very thankful for what we had received, but man, just the joy of being able to turn around and help a family by giving them a car. I mean, it, that was there was greater joy in that than receiving that newer car that we'd received. And so our challenge for us is to to how do we intentionally, mm. on a daily, weekly basis, bless people? That's what we're talking about here at Northwood this year, this whole idea of Jesus cares, Northwood Amen. cares, I care. I love that. We want to bless people Amen. this year, and we're doing that as a church on March 6th. We're going to challenge you, if you're a part of the Northwood family over the next few weeks, to do some very intentional things to, to show care to people because we really believe, man, there is much joy when you intentionally choose to be a blessing to others. It's more blessed to give than receive. And so what are you doing this week? Uh, Intentionally, uh, for someone else, that will be a blessing to them.
0: Amen, we are blessed to be a blessing, amen? Amen. All right, well, number one, number two, do the, number one, spend time with God, do the hard stuff, number two, intentionally bless someone, and now let's talk about pursue your kingdom passion. Yeah,
1: there is joy, is there not, Trey? When you are living out the specific calling that God has placed on your life when you're doing what you know that He has created you to
0: do. Amen. I wake up on Sunday mornings and I feel like this is what I was intended yeah, to do. Absolutely. And it is absolutely. The, the greatest joy of my it life. Is, you isn't know? It?
1: And and we all have different callings and different abilities and different mm. gifts, but but just really taking the time to discover how God has uniquely shaped you. Amen. Discovering your spiritual gift and 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 then just plugging into ministry somehow and using it mm. whether well obviously in the life of the local church but even outside the church you know how can you use your spiritual giftedness to be a blessing to others there is joy when you know that you're doing exactly what god has created Amen. you to do That's and we right. want to help you with that here at northwood if, if you need help discovering you know how god's uniquely wired you we'll have those conversations with you we'll point you in the right direction we'll help you to kind of figure that out but you and i trade, we know it from experience that you know, for me, it's very similar to you. I mean, I, on Sunday mornings, when I'm up in, in, on, on the stage preaching the word of God, there's much joy in that because I Amen. know I'm doing what God has created me and wired me to do. Mm. When we uh, are discipling people, When I have the opportunity to sit with some guys and help them understand scripture or uh, think about teaching at CSU, being able to train young pastors, there's joy in that because I know that I'm using the spiritual giftedness that God has given me uh, to pour into the lives of others. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like knowing that, man, I'm living out my kingdom passion because because here's the reality. When you discover what your spiritual gift is and you begin to use that in in meaningful ministry, Mm -hmm. it does become your passion. It It, just really does. There's nothing else we'd rather do.
0: Oh, I, I can. There's I can lots of things. That, there's lots
1: of things in life I enjoy. Lots yeah. of things in life I enjoy, but but there's nothing like using the gifts that God has given me for His kingdom's purpose.
0: There is such fulfillment. There is. There is such fulfillment, there is. and it fills you up. It just it does really when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. All right, pursue your kingdom passion number four, and then practice thankfulness.
1: Yeah, that's real simple. That's kind of common sense stuff, though. But but you know this, Trey, that the most joyful people are the most thankful, thankful people. people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Thankful for what God has given you. Thankful for how he's blessed you. Thankful for the people he's placed around you. The most joyful people are the ones who recognize how good God has been to them. And so just get in the habit of telling God, thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds so simple and it it sounds, I, I know just, just like, you know, basic stuff, but, but it just really works. The more you practice thanksgiving, the more your heart is going to exude the joy of Jesus.
0: Again, getting back to that perspective issue, you know, being thankful gets you the right perspective. Yeah. Because entitled, being entitled saying, does not. Yeah, exactly. I deserve this. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't deserve salvation. You know, I don't deserve salvation. Right. I don't deserve to be blessed. As a, I was thinking this morning as I was reading scripture, oh, what a blessed people we are in this, in this nation. Absolutely. And, and we are so complaining about everything that's going on yeah, right now, yeah. and yet we are still blessed. About, people yeah. are still piling to trying to get into our country, you know? Uh, absolutely. And you think
1: about that. Even this week, if you've been watching the news, 1,000 people on their way to the border to try to get in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be a crazy week in Washington. 25,000 National Guard mm. in our nation's capital. Have you seen the pictures of the fence they've got around the Capitol building? I have not. It's wild. Mm. It's wild. But but here's reality. Even though it's a, it's a tough time, even though there's you know, craziness taking place in Washington, it, it still is. And we are still a blessed people to live in a country like we do, uh, to have the freedoms like we have. I mean, we are. Mm-hmm. And, and just giving thanks for that, right? Because, because every good gift comes from above. Every good gift comes from above. And seeing... Everything you have as a gift from God, Amen. It, right. it really does build joy in your heart it when really you have does. that perspective. But that entitlement perspective, like you said, Trey, I deserve, I mean, that that steals joy. Amen. It just really does.
0: You know, I, I, we have all been, both of us have been many places where people have almost nothing and yeah. yet are still thankful. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, and here I am complaining because I yeah. have so much. And I think that is an entitlement attitude. Yeah. And uh, just to see. Uh, one time I watched a little kid make a toy out of a out of a oh. little piece of fruit and yeah. had a blast all day long with that yeah. piece of fruit mm. and just joyful, you know, having a blast with his friends.
1: Yeah, I think one, one of the most fun experiences I had is, you know, you and I both have seen some some poverty. Yeah. Um, we were in Guatemala a couple of years ago and. Um, one of the ladies who was part of the church there, she she discovered that I like fried chicken because all Baptist <laughs> preachers like fried chicken. And <laughs> she, discovered, yeah, she discovered she I like fried fried chicken and, and French fries. And so she had our whole group over to her house and made this fried chicken feast with French fries. And man, she she didn't have much. Oh, man. But the sacrifice she made for for our team and mm. just, uh, I just remember just being overwhelmed by her hospitality and, and just thinking, man, here's someone with joy. Here's Amen. someone joy that's willing to sacrifice what little she has to be a blessing to us, and uh, just thankful to have people that had come to her country to minister to mm. her city. I mean, just we have lots of reasons to be Amen. thankful. We, we have lots do. of reasons to have hearts full of joy.
0: Amen. I like this number six, and I never really thought of it. Regularly make a God used me list. Yeah. Wow. Because think about it, Trey. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean,
1: it's it's easy to get down the dumps. It's easy to say, you know what? I mean, I'm just not being effective in ministry. It's easy to say, you know what? I mean, I just don't see how God's using me Mm. until you stop and think. Until you stop and think and just start maybe just writing down a God-used-me list and thinking back over the course of the past year or two years or last month and thinking about, okay, here's what God— has done in my life here has got here's how God has used me to minister to my neighbor or to my Mm -hmm. kids or to someone in my church or the case may be. I think you'd be surprised if you began to just sit down and reflect and think and write down different ways you've seen how God has used you, how many different ways he has used you because he has, if you're following him, if you're striving to serve him, I guarantee you God is using you in unique ways. Stop and think about those things because when you look back, when you look back and think about the people that you have had the opportunity to influence or maybe the people you've shared the gospel with or have led to faith in christ and that brings great joy just to see how he has used you but also to know as you look back and see how god has used you he's not done with you he's going to continue to use you
0: what he did he will do right absolutely he's going to continue to do that all right number seven spend time with people who fill you with joy
1: now we talked last week about loving difficult people So kind of that's kind of yeah. a
0: little bit different than what yeah. this is saying.
1: Well, you need to spend time with difficult people. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to spend time with people that are hard to love, and you need to show them love. But you need to spend a lot of time with people who fill you
0: up. I think if you can spend time with people that give you joy and fill you up, then you are able to right. go deal with, exactly deal with the difficulties. That's exactly right.
1: That's exactly right. And just surrounding yourself with people that speak hope and encouragement into your life—I mean, that's just that's just huge. And that's why you know we talk so much about here at North about being involved in life connection groups mm-hmm. and discipleship mm-hmm. groups because you need those kinds of people. Especially, you know, most of us—we're we're different Trey, because we're in ministry, so we get to hang around, all, yeah, all week mostly with believers and all that. But but for most of our people. You're going into hostile work mm. environments every single day. You've got jobs that drain you, and on your job, you have people that drain you. Man, you need to be even more intentional to surround yourself with people that are going to speak life and hope and encouragement into you you need the influence of the church on a regular basis because there are people in the church who are like that who will do that
0: i had a brother just yesterday tell me that and how how impactful the church is because he does the job is just weighing him down yeah and he says when i get back into the lord's house man it's just it's like it fills me up
1: yeah you need that you need that and that really does produce joy
0: and then number eight uh get outside and enjoy life. It,
1: that's so simple, isn't it, Trey? Right?
0: <laughs> Brother, I was in isolation for 21 days. But- 21 of the most miserable days of my yeah,
1: life. Yeah, but there there is something joy-building about just being outside and enjoying God's creation. Amen. It Amen. just really is. Whether it's going for a walk or taking a trip to the mountains or whatever the case may be, there's something joy-building. So so just transparency, Trey, you you know my schedule. Mondays is kind of, for me, a bat cave day. Mm-hmm. I, I get locked in my office and I try to do most of the day uh, just doing sermon prep. And by the end of um, Mondays, I usually have a pretty good idea of, of the direction I'm going on Sunday. So it's just a full day of studying and mm-hmm. writing and all that and I enjoy that I enjoy being in scripture I enjoy wrestling with the text I enjoy thinking about how I'm gonna preach the text and how I'm gonna apply it I mean it, it's a lot of work but I, I really enjoy that work but but it's, it's draining because on Mondays mm. what happens for me yeah. is that I am in my office all day long I don't have a lot of phone calls on Monday I don't do a lot of talking to people on Monday I mean I talk to you guys around the hallway but I mean it's, it's, it's just me and the Lord which yeah, is good yeah, yes but I usually leave on Mondays Honestly, if I'm, if I'm real honest, um, when I get home on Monday afternoons, I'm usually a little bit down.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Because I've I've been isolated. I'm with the Lord, and the Lord fills me up. But just you know, I've you know, I haven't been outside. I've been behind a screen. I've been mm-hmm. reading. I've been writing, and I just haven't had a lot of interaction with people on Mondays. You know, and so so for me, who's someone who's more extroverted, mm-hmm. uh, that that can be a real drainer. And so so usually. I mean, even though I'm spending all day in the Word, I mean, just not having that interaction with other people like I might other days a week, it, 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 it takes a toll on me. You know and, what I'm
0: saying? And God designed us to have other people. And that's I exactly you know,
1: right. That's exactly that's right. That's not a bad thing. And so what I need, what I need on, on Mondays, I need some extra time just outside. I need some extra time uh, with my boys or with other people. Sure. Because, you know, I mean, just, just you know, enjoying life and getting outside, it really does make a difference. That's why, one of the reasons why um, I run so much you it know, helps, helps you me. get outside. It just helps me get outside. Yeah. It helps me clear my mind. It helps me to be out in creation. And, you know, I, I just, I'm finding that the older I get, the more I need that. Mm. The more I need to be outside just enjoying God's creation. And you think about people, you think about, you know, the age we live in and and, and the addictions that we have to screens and social media oh, and boy. You know, just think about, you know, um, mm. some of our our, our, our younger people, the, the addictions they have, the video games and things like that, and just how well, draining that really is. Well, they will suck the life and joy right out of you.
0: Uh, they just sit there all day? Yeah. I mean, when you walk in a room, this yeah. is what they're doing, you know?
1: Yeah, which, I mean, in, in, enjoy those things, but don't be addicted to those things because they will rob you of your joy. Mm-hmm. There's really, you know, nothing more joy-building than being out in God's creation with people that you love, reflect on his goodness, give him praise for what he's made. I mean, th- there's there's just something life-giving about
0: that. Amen, it really is. Well, Pastor, this has been a great uh, reminder and an encouragement as well. About being joyful people yeah. and uh i hope that our, that everyone that's listening will just start these habits out and just begin the process of just choosing joy on an everyday that's right. daily basis that's right. there is joy in amen. jesus amen. and he
1: wants you to live out that joy
0: amen why don't you close us out and uh, get everybody ready for next week
1: and i hope you know that that You know, real joy is found ultimately in a relationship with Jesus by knowing that He died in your place and rose again. That's where it starts. So, if you're listening to this episode today and you don't know Jesus, that's where joy starts. And these habits that we're talking about help you. Uh, to, to put life in perspective, mm-hmm. a life that knows that Jesus is Lord, everything's gonna be good, I can be glad because of what Jesus Christ has done for me and I know uh, what he's gonna accomplish in my life. So we hope that this has been helpful for you and if it has been helpful for you, go ahead now and share it with a friend. Um, we hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review, that's always helpful as well. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.